The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Your mother should know. Sing it again? Nah, nah, no. I like the beginning. It's deceptively, deceptively downbeat sounding there. I like the church hymn vibes. I just can't get over what I can only imagine 60s kids fall to this. All this rebellion talk and generation gaps. And then Paul comes out with, you know who's cool? Your mom. <laughs> uh, I know when we're recording this, this weekend is, is Mother's Day, but I just I just can't get into this tune. Yeah, to put into context was well, I had to kind of put this in context with what Paul is saying here. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about like who would be dancing to the Beatles? Okay, like how does that happen? And it's like, oh, it would be my two year old actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it would be my wife, <laughs> a song that before me and my wife were born. <laughs> That was a hit. Oh, God. Uh, but, you know, let's dance to hit before Mom was born. Uh, wh- what what song do you think Paul was talking about here? Uh, the Charleston? Like, not to be dismissive. I'm just kind of genuinely curious, Roger. No, um, the Charleston's my go-to for uh, dances in the tw- roaring 20s. Um, yeah. Made in South Carolina. Hey, I think in a, in a school play, I danced to the Charleston. With, oh, really? Uh, my classmates. Yeah. Cool. And, and there was a joke like, you don't say the uh in South Carolina, but we, we would add it under our breaths just to oh, boy. get one over to teachers. Yeah. <sighs> Screw 40, man. <laughs> Anyway, you know, like Paul is doing his yesteryear bit thing again that I'm sure everyone else in the band really disliked. And I guess we'll talk about the music video eventually, but it's very (laughs) evident there. Uh, And honestly, I have a tough time with it, too. Oh, okay, good. I thought I was the only one. No, you are not. Okay. So Paul wrote it on Cavendish Avenue in the Harmonium he had in his dining room. His auntie Jin and Uncle Harry and a couple of relatives were staying, and they were in the living room just across the hall. So Paul was inspired by the fact that they were there. They were let in. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor. Um, and in 1997, it is authorized biography many years from now. McCarty said he sought to address the issue of generation barriers. He lamented how an argument between a mom and her child could have enduring consequences for their relationship, and added, so I was advocating peace between the generations. I was basically trying to say, your mother might know more than you think she does. Give her credit. Sure. That's nice enough. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure part of it all, this doesn't come up, but I'm sure part of it is, you know, involves his mom who died his mother Mary, who died when he was a teenager, you know, like we all know about John's mother dying mm-hmm. at, at, you know, when he was a teen, uh, Julia. But you know, I'm sure his mother had something to do with this, sub- subconsciously. Oh, absolutely! I think you're totally right there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. The song's title appeared in A Taste of Honey, the 1958 play by Chalet Delaney, which was adapted as a film in 1961. I believe the Smiths were, or Morrissey in particular, was fond of those type of kitchen sink dramas. Uh, the Beatles covered the film's theme song on their debut album, Please Please Me, all the way back in 1963. Um, Your Mother Should Know was briefly considered for the Our World satellite broadcast. Of course, they went with All You Need Is Love instead. Good um, idea. Mm-hmm. So the music video, the yes. big prop was a big, great big staircase. This is Paul talking that we danced down. That was where all the money went in Magical Mystery Tour. In a particular shot on that big staircase, I said, Sod it, you've got to have the Busby Berkeley ending. And it is a good sequence. Just the fact of John dancing, which he did readily. You could see by the fun expression on his face that he wasn't forced into anything. <laughs> Very defensive. And if you actually watch the video, which you can on YouTube, it yes. is the f- fakest looking smile uh, possible. <laughs> and George is just not trying to look like he's enjoying himself. So Yeah. And Ringo's having a, having a good time. Yeah, Ringo always has a good time. Uh, Ringo's just, Ringo's happy to be there. He sounds like a sad sack, but he's just happy to be alone for the ride. I don't yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't forced into anything. <laughs> That's the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Please watch the video, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Will the link be in the podcast description? I dare you. I dare you, Jesse. I dare you. Sure, it will be. Um, so, let's see. This is a fun fact. Uh, while they were recording the song, it was Brian Epstein's last ever visit to a Beatles recording session. Uh, it was five days before his passing. So that's that's nice. Um, on September 16th, they began a remake of the song, recording 11 more takes. The arrangement was harmonium, piano, vocals, and drums with a military-style snare rhythm. The Aethodes can be heard on Anthology 2, and it, it, it's weird. Like, I don't know why they tried it that way. Uh, it really sounds like, you know, Ringo's playing military drums. <laughs> Let's uh, get it, you know. Okay, so they were dancing to taps. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Is that the implication? Uh, they were the remake... dancing to uh, God Save the Queen. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. The remake was eventually abandoned. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more info for uh, the, <laughs> the uh, music video. It was filmed at the end of a six-day shoot at RAF West Mailing, a Royal Air Force base in Kent. McCartney had intended to shoot the scene at Shepperton Studios, but the Beatles failed to appreciate that film studios needed to be booked in advance. Tony Bramwell, the film's production manager, recalled having a staircase for the sequence assembled on scaffolding inside a disused aircraft hangar, which was the most elaborate set piece in the film. Around 160 dancers from Peggy Spencer's formation dancing team and 24 female RAF cadets, I assume that's Royal Air Force, 
were hired as extras. The formation dancers were regulars on the TV show Come Dance and uh, were brought <laughs> in by bus from Birmingham, Cardiff, and Newcastle. According to Maurice Gibb of the Bee Gees, McCartney got the idea for the Beatles' costumes uh, from seeing him perform in concert with the Bee Gees dressed all in white. Did the you band... see that at the Palais? Sorry. Mm. Yeah. The band rehearsed their dance routine for There you go. You get it. You got it now. The band rehearsed <laughs> the their dance. stand. I, I survived. The band rehearsed their dance routine for most of the day, but the generators failed just as filming got underway. A production assistant on the film said that while the generators were repaired, the dancers were bribed into staying late with Beatles autographs. Okay. So the problem is that while Lennon, Harrison, and Ringo were wearing red carnations, Paul was wearing black. And that later contributed to the Paul is Dead urban legend. Did they not have anything else to think about in the 60s? <laughs> yeah, what I wonder is had... how, how urban legends spread before the internet. You know, because yeah. like radio stations were local. I mean, I, I doubt it would, it would be on a national show like urban legends. Like Casey Kasem wouldn't be like, so I hear Paul's dead, you know, and here's why. Yeah. You know? That's what I don't get. Uh, the song has been covered by artists such as Kenny Ball and his jazz men, Phyllis Newman, Bud Schenk, Travis Shook, and Mike Batt. In 1989, Weird Al parodied the Magical Mystery Tour dance sequence in his music video for the title track of his album, UHF, the original motion picture soundtrack, and other stuff. Love Count, Zero. Josie Scale, Is This Song Better Than Your Love by the Outfield? I say nay. I give this a Josie. Yes, this is going to be a Josie for me as well. Sorry, moms. Yeah, sorry, moms. But Lady, you know what? The, the songs that you you like to dance to before you were born, none of my business. Who gives Lots a shit? Good. <laughs> oh, no, the past sucked. The future is now, and it's great. No complaints. No notes. Oh, yeah. No Time notes. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.